practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. <laughs> Talking into a can of beans. <laughs> you ready? Oh, always. All right. Welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. I am Casey. I'm Hans. Dueling All banjos right. tonight. Oh, yeah. Just the, the twos. The duallys. <laughs> we go. What's it? Wasn't it a music musical term? Like, one, we're doing the ones and twos. And they say <laughs> it like asking, that. You're asking <laughs> the wrong guy. <laughs> That's what these musicians are like. We're in the wrong studio or we're the wrong producer. He's like, are we all good on the ones and twos there, fellas? <laughs> like, what are we in? Duluth? <laughs> I don't know if the microphone picked up my very long, dopey nod as yes. <laughs> I I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a two man operation tonight. Yeah, we we love you, Henning. Henning's gonna be back uh, next up, so we got to do him proud. Yeah. We got to be a proud boy tonight. Yeah, that's not Doing a it. negative yes. term, right? Can you hear my salute through the microphone as well? Proud boys are really they just this isn't. This is for me to bring up, but I, I feel bad because I can't follow it up with much other than one. Yeah. The, um, uh, what's it called? The Civil Defense League or the Southern Poverty. So, Southern Poverty Law Center? Yeah. They they publish every year a list mm-hmm. of what they deem as hate symbols or hate speak. And it yeah. and it, it adds up or whatever. New ones are added. And one yeah. of them that has been added this year is the OK sign. Like. Like the one people use oh, when you look and then you get to slug me. That one when that, you do the like. Yes, that is how I've known it. But apparently, proud boys, they just they take it all, man. They even have to take. Yeah, you, know. you get to take my childish. I find a way to slug my little brother to the point of tears. Game, but of course they can have it because it just shows you how d- d- um. Oh, how forward thinking they are yeah exactly they're like well we should we should, they're they're malts and subs guys like they're the guys who are <laughs> fucking they're the ones throw back to last episode in a totally different light but they're the ones in their marketing meeting like <laughs> they're dopey frat guys like they should be on a shitty like i just called it right, yeah. a shitty podcast they should, <laughs> <laughs> we should switch they should <laughs> their punishment is they have to be us <laughs> Isn't that nice? Oh man! Oh, what are you gonna take next? Goonies? Is Goonies a symbol of the Proud Boys? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's that's it. Because we must remember that um, Proud Boys are millennials as well, and Gen Xers as well. It's a younger institution. So just because yeah. they wear, you know, I don't know what that um, style is, but it was pretty hot like... for a while. Where it's like all of our clothes. Our tailored, Flannels, my my jeans, my suspenders, my wingtips. Do you know the style I'm talking about? It's kind of like a throwback yeah, yeah, to yeah. the twenties kind of style. They're like, uh, yeah, like that lumberjack, like that hipster hmm. sort of lumberjack yeah. look, which is kind of cool. But they let's not, not forget, a bad like, look. It's not a bad look, but they're as you look at me and my my beautifully <laughs> glistening skin head and my your snapping of my red suspenders. I have, I mean, just. I mean, sidestep, because we're talking... I got burned yet again. It wasn't a Walmart burn, but it's a Target burn. And I even think I told you about it. I was like, uh, Casey, Target's got their own brand of Levi's now. They're called Levi's Denizen. 
So I have oh, a, I have a pair. <laughs> you're looking at a denizen, man. I got a couple of pairs of denizens. <laughs> well, I hate to say it. If you haven't washed them yet, you're in trouble. Because I, I only, it's like you feel good in the store. You're like, wow, these are Levi's yeah. and I'm spending $10 less. I don't care that it's a denizen. Who's going to know it's a denizen? <laughs> and then I realized today, I was like, these are fucking tight on the thighs. And I don't know how it worked, but like they... So they got really tight on the like they they washed mm. into Belba. They washed into flares. <laughs> they they yeah. And the pockets are so deep. Right now my hand is scratching below my knee like in my pocket like again, it's like the Walmart burn where they're like uh you want to buy denizens, you want to pay $10 less. We're going to go above and beyond cuz it's not like they skimped on fabric. They added extra no. fabric. There's more Four deeper pockets, but if you put a pocket, there's a reason pockets aren't that deep because I don't want people seeing my wallet hitting my knee. It makes at, it at, it's very bizarre. No, at a point you're just it's just an extra pant leg that's yes. sewn shut. <laughs> so like, I, I don't need four pant legs in one pair of pants. I yeah, and then to top it off, I I I threw on a shirt and I. Uh, immediately, you know, I threw, I have a shirt on and immediately I went, Ooh, this guy, this is, this is, shouldn't, this is not a shirt for me anymore. It's way too tight. But I was like, it's one of those shirts that's like, you can see it's a polo shirt. So when these babies get tight, they're hard to get off. Like that's how tight it is. So it's like, all right, I guess I'm going with this today. So it's a pair of denizens and it's this, it's the shirt that I'm basically going to have to cut off. Like I'm in an ER tonight. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just been an off day because of it all day. It's at the library. I didn't know what to how to feel. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> oh man, no! You're looking at. I got a couple pair of denizens. Like they fit like a. You're wearing a kite. Like it's tight in the wrong spot. It's loose in the the worst Everything, spot. Yeah, exactly. No, we got somebody to say hi. Are you a denizen Uh-oh. girl? Hey, hey, hey! You gonna say hi to Uncle Casey? Give him a wave. Hello. There it is. Bath time for you. That's what I'm at right now. You want to give a kiss? You want to blow Casey a kiss? Oh, good job. Thank you. Good girl. I'm going to tell Casey how we watched (laughs) The Little Mermaid today for the first time. Oh, yeah? Daddy's daddy's got his opinion, and Ruby's got her opinion. Oh, I'm sure. They're diverging opinions, I can imagine. We are not... It's a polarizing... We're polarizing individuals, right, Rue? She's a Trump man. She's a hardcore Trumpian. What was on the tape? That's nothing. Nothing. There's a good, decent conversation. And she doesn't think the Little Mermaid is a piece of garbage. Here. (laughs) Say bye-bye. You say bye-bye? She's saying bye-bye. All right. Night, sweetheart. I love you. See you later. He can't see you. But I know. Yeah. I know. She says, hi, Meg. Hi, Meg. Hi, Meg. Bye, Meg. Great transition, though, because one, and I don't have a lot of speaking points, so we'll see where today goes. But one is a thank mm-hmm. you, and this is a genuine one, because we had talked about movies, and I had been watching. I've seen Moana a thousand times, I've seen Coco yeah. a thousand times, and we tried to put on like the Lion King. We tried to put on like the older Disney's, and it's just yeah. like. That's not cutting it for her. She just can't get into it. So you had mentioned Little Mermaid, you know, Moana, it's sea themed, the colors, music. Yeah. And so I did get it today. They changed the cover, by the way. 
Oh, yes, they have. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, which is unfortunate because it's probably the best part of the movie now that I've actually seen it. Um, so logs, no wrongs anymore. <laughs> they, uh, but so she liked it. Like I could tell she was into it. And it, and so I am, a, it is a genuine gratitude and thank you. Cause it's not one of the movies I've seen, but then I sat down and watched it and, uh, it, it was like a harbinger of my own death. I don't know if harbinger is the right word, but so that movie came out. It, I'm just blown away at how old that movie looks because it's yeah. old. But it's also from my life, I think, came out in 1989. And because I really haven't seen it since then, I'm like, I'm not that. It was such a mirror into how old I am because how slow. And um, I don't know if the word Uh, thoughtless. There's no, like, celebrities in it. Like, Lion King, celebs. Kurt Cameron. That's not Kurt Cameron. Oh, Meg's full of shit. She wishes it was. It was a Disney Channel dude. He was also in Not Quite Human. He's had some bit Disney parts. All right. All right. So no Kirk. But I will say I was like, obviously it's not faster. There's not a lot of zhush. They got Sebastian who's trying desperately to bring some humor. But um, I want to say, I just like, it's, I know people are very, were smart in other generations. Yeah. I know they were thoughtful. I know they had of the ability to write well because there's amazing books and movies then. But I feel like the Disney machine, as opposed to now, I was like, God, they're just, they're not trying in the songs are great, but they're not trying a lot of it. Yeah. It's so rigid. And she sees a guy, she falls in love immediately. There's no, there's it, no it, character development really, even on her. I forgot how short it was. It's so short. Like, they get to the end and it's 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 over. Oh yeah, like it, there's they don't malinger on anybody. And he plays other than a Sebastian recorder. fighting fighting the uh, chef. Yes, yes, that was that was fun. That was fun. Uh, he's tooting around on a recorder. Oh yeah, and he's got a fife. <laughs> that's not a fife. It's a fife man. That is not a fife. That is a <laughs> plastic. Even the way they colored it, recorder. But I just sat and watched it, and I was just like. God damn, this is like, uh, it's like a Jack Chick Christian cartoon. It's just, but, um, no, it's, it's, it's straddles that point of like, it's not the, like, I'm trying to think of the last, like big, like jungle book, right? Like the, the, uh, or the Robin Hood with the Fox. Sure. Maybe Lady and the Tramp. I don't know how, like what came later but then there's that weird sort of like fallow ground where disney kind of like i feel like all the old timers left yeah yeah sure and then they were getting it from all sides you got bluth coming in with his american tales and rats of nim was bluth the thunder. fox and the hound guy uh, i'm just trying to think of like what happened in between like the quintessential like 70s ones they had like black cauldron yeah which tim burton worked on um, they had uh, um, uh, Sword and Stone. Sword and the Stone. Like, just ones that don't, like, they're okay. Right. But they feel like Looney Tunes. Like, that was re-watching The Little Mermaid. Uh, we talked about the scene with the crab and the chef. That's straight up, like, lo- Looney Tunes. Oh, for sure. For which sure. Disney w- does not do anymore. 
Oh, no, no, Anything no. that, like, smacks of, like, even gets close. Like, it looked like, you know, they were clearly fans of, like, Chuck Jones and, like, yep, all yep. the original Merry Melodies. But, like, they dropped the hammer on that shit. That don't happen anymore. No, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I, uh... Oof. I, w- I may have too critical. I'm gonna have to go back and... Have to go. I I, mean, I guarantee. A, I guarantee you, it I'll is be a going kids back. movie. I know. I know. I know. I'm not trying to. I was just. Oh no! But like, so uh, it was. I can't she, stand yeah. Toy Story anymore. <laughs> yes, like I see true. every flaw in that now because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, I mean, it, it does have a feeling. I will say this too. I, I maybe Henning can. It's Henning can weigh in. It does also seem, and this is to a uh, to a weak eye. I don't think the animation's as strong as even things that, even those '70s ones you're talking about. No, those are amazing. They are, and then even slightly after, like Lion King and stuff, like looks really sharpened. Like this looks a little like, um, like you know how they'll send things off to um, yeah. animation farms. I'm sure Disney sure. had their own. It just felt very like, like too cookie cutter, like too clean, like mm-hmm. not a lot of details. Like their teeth are just white strips. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Just a little tiny, small thing. Obviously, the, the backgrounds are painted, but they're not as meticulous. Like a few Christmases ago, like my niece Brooklyn was watching. 101 Dalmatians. Amazing. And that is nuts. Yes, it's so like, great. The the paint, painted backgrounds are just so detailed and so rich and then the like actual animation like it's just it's nuts. It blew my mind cuz I hadn't seen that movie since I was a kid. And now having seen all these like 3D like 3D movies and now the cartoons it was like oh man, that was like a feature like that was a lot of time and money put into just this you know what it felt like to me it felt like what they it felt like what they do to their um feature films now is they'll go like whoa uh for example aladdin was a hit let's do a dog shit garbage cartoon version for saturday revenge of jafar yeah and you're just like wow they they b-teamed this one yeah Clearly, like the voices, like Robin Williams is done by like Willie Robs. Like it's just like everything. Like you, I mean, um, yeah, but the look, it looked just a little weaker. But uh, but that, I say, give it to the Proud Boys. They can have their Little Mermaid. Just they're they're just flopping around with their like suspended mer fins. <laughs> oh, speaking of mer things, I don't. Did you? I I really cashed in my chips on a movie night viewing, and Ashley is just like, "Are you kidding me? Uh-oh. I'll give it a shot." Splash? Ooh, no, Aquaman. The new one? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, save yourself three hours! Wow, I'm so surprised because I've heard nothing but good things about it. That's what I heard. That's all I've heard. Like it's good. It's good, and I told Ashley. She's like, "I'll give it a go." Like, got a good cast, a lot it's of on good HBO, people, right? Yeah, it's on HBO. That's how we watched it, and oh goodness gracious! After the ten minute mark, Ashley was like, "Oh lord," and I was like, "Yeah, this is um, this isn't great, but 
I was like, do you want to watch something else? She's like, no, nah, we started it. We're going to finish it. Man. Pulling teeth. It's just, it goes everywhere. Like, it does everything. And, like, we're... the CG underwater, they're underwater, but they still talk. Yeah. So they're talking, and then Jason Momoa's hair is just constantly Beautiful. undulating around him. They, uh, and we're Aqua, we're pro-Aquas. We have been for oh, a man, long totally. time. We've been trying to revive that guy forever. Uh, and they, Something. and and I guess it worked, because everybody's talking about, I knew there was a reason I never, I was been on the plane, I've been on planes all summer. And that's the first movie that yeah. pops up, and I'm like, and you're like, I just I think I, I need to watch Big. It's just it doesn't. It, and anybody listening, like, it, if you like it, you like it. It just feels like it. Just all of those DC movies, like, you're like, I don't understand what's going on. Right. Like what I thought would happen was like, oh, we've had two movies where you've seen Aquaman. Let's just jump into the action. And you're like, cool, let's jump into the action. And then they just spend forever, like, over-explaining stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just good. Which you don't have Jason to Momoa do. Jason great. You don't have Nicole to over-explain it. good in it. Like, it, you know, like... Is she her, his a, mom? Yeah. Her love interest. Mom. Oh, really? A mermom? Mermom. Really? Yeah. Oh, so she's half? She's a half? She's full. His dad is the guy that is Moana's dad. Maui? So it, the Not Maui, uh, the dad, the chief. It's the like same actor. The guy who voice, uh, voices the chief? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know who that is. A New Zealand, a New Zealander. Okay. Zealand. Of Maori descent. I was like, why does this guy sound so familiar? Why? He's just doing oh, dad lines. Yeah. He's dropping dad bombs. And I was like, ah, it's Moana's dad. Oh, God. Uh, that, on that, since we're going down the superhero train, I'm glad you said that, because uh, you did save me some time. Did you watch The sh- the Boys on Amazon? I have started it. I've watched the first three episodes. Oh, okay. So I've, uh, I've finished it, so I won't do any, sp- ha- any spoilers, but how do you like, uh, how they're portraying it? I really like it. I like the yeah. changes they made. Mm-hmm. I thought they were good changes. I like that they kind of made it small yeah sure yep with the possibility of getting as big because you and i have both read the entirety of the the series so we know where it goes um and that's how i felt about preacher as well Mm -hmm. the pacing is it starts tight and then it expands oh there's another bath hey bath girl birthday girl hi Say hi. What's up, big girl? How was your bath? Hey, hi. Night, night, night. That's your head. Shut up. Yeah, everyone's being very quiet. Smart. Say bye. Can you say bye? Bye. Bye bye. Cheek. Left cheek snake on the way out. Uh. Oh, she's Bye bye. What you call me? Anyway, <laughs> uh, no, I th- I really did. I I thought the boys was great. I really liked everybody in it. I think that's. I think I a hundred percent agree. I love it. I loved it. I recommend it. 
uh, obviously I recommend the comic series. What we're talking about is a comic mm-hmm. or a, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, a comic book arc by Garth Ennis, who wrote Preacher, mm-hmm. wrote this um, series called The Boys. And it's exactly like you said, if, you, if you're watching Preacher, you're watching this. Garth Ennis, the creator and writer, um, n- nothing is necessarily sacred, which I'm sure that um, yeah. a lot of people are, a lot of, um, what's it called when you're so strict or rigid? Um, oh, like... Um conservative but like you know like i strict constitutionist whatever yeah strict to the text like it's not the same as the comic it's not the same as the comic but they're different mediums so he does and you see a show they've done shows that have tried Mm -hmm. to stick so hard and jam everything in and it's just really failed and and he's just been done a really good job of um yeah dropping any pretext of what you should expect he's got like the 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 points like the because mm-hmm. you you have to follow like a narrative arc but it's just really well, cool where he takes it and uh you know there's things you recognize and then there's other aspects where like oh wow it's like a, a whole different adventure yeah and what i liked about the comic is like he uses the medium well and the basic premise of the boys is like there's a group of like what are they like cia they're basically like superpowered people who take superheroes to task so in the comic book it draws very much from the you know 80 years of marvel and dc comics and really plays up the fact that if there were real superheroes they'd be degenerate sex addicts drug addicts this and it just plays with the whole like all the tropes of the justice league the avengers the x-men like every nook and cranny he explores and like plays with all of that, which I like about the show because it does the same thing. But it's like, oh, our audience is going to be people who watch the Marvel Universe movies and the DC movies and the TV show, like the WB uh, or right. the CW superhero shows. So I like that they took that source material and turned it on its ear the way the comic did. Because the, the comic itself is super huge and it can get a little bit like edgelordy sometimes with like his depiction of these like how sadistic these people are like it's very bleak yeah that's to say the least right uh there's a reason that uh from the boys he jumped to what was that crazy zombie comic that is his next project that was so oh god what was it called uh crossed crossed (laughs) Holy so that is, like we we talk about this with um uh creative people like sometimes the most out there most raw uh creative people uh create their best work when they are reined in a little bit with parameters oh yeah because yeah. Mm-hmm. if you let them go off the rails you're like i don't need to see yeah. I, I don't need to it, you thought of a new way to smash a dick like it's just like yeah that's the like hans and i are both huge garth ennis fans the author of both of these things but what he's alluding to is the series he did and it's for an uh, for a comic book company which is great but they yeah. do a lot of just like fuck it push the, right. whatever your envelope i'm gonna push that shit off a cliff and light it on fire hey speaking of cliffs and fire and comic books vertigo 
uh, has acquired Friday the 13th. Vertigo doesn't exist anymore. Ah, shit. Uh, Let me see. A comic book company has acquired Friday the 13th. I wish I could now I've. I'm trying to think name who, some more indie comic companies. Uh, maybe IDW. No, they do a lot of licensed stuff. Uh, um, I'm embarrassed. Dynamite. It could be. That could be. Dynamite does horror comics. They do like Ash versus stuff. So Ash from Evil Dead. Oh, it's mm-hmm. on the table again. They're bringing it back. Evil Dead. So this is where I heard. No, about I'm just it. saying like. Jason's on the oh. table now. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I looked up, like, remakes, because we were talking about remakes in the last episode, and I couldn't think of a movie, because I had heard they were remaking a movie that they just made, like, within the last 15 years. And while I didn't find that, I found that a comic book company, which I thought was Vertigo, um, acquired Friday the 13th in order to start making comics, but that's mm-hmm. part of a like a two tiered approach because they're going to release a uh, a film based on whatever arc they come up with, um, and they're Got also it. somebody's finally doing it. They are, and also today the day we're recording is October first, so it's the start of the best month of the year. Um, yeah, to talk about horror, they are rebooting Friday the Thirteenth, of course. Jackie nice. Lee, Earl of Haley's, everybody's out. They haven't dropped names yet. But the little snippet I heard was they're specifically going to focus on Freddy's origin story, which we all know what that is. So we're going, we're Nightmare on Elm Street. We're going like Bastard Son of a Thousand Maniacs. We're going like, they're doing Pedophile Janitor, the movie? I think, yeah, so right, there's two ways you can take it. You can take it the ultimate supernatural route. Where you literally go back, back, back to where he's uh, birthed from a where nun the maniacs that was locked in with a thousand maniacs. Rapes the nun, yeah. Right. Uh, well, I guess you can have both. That can be the lore behind him. Uh, Are they going to make him sympathetic? Are we just getting the Joker version of Friday the 13th where he's like, singing and dancing in the rain and he didn't really like i didn't touch those kids they're Wait. liars and then he gets burned alive <laughs> we defend we we victim blame it's all a victim blaming <laughs> movie of the kids <laughs> wait but what it wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute Do, we're on to it here we go i've just yeah. you, you you've just we're pitching we're you, pitching the studio right, we're right, pitching now. right now here you go hey do you like we're Arthur- Vista Pictures? If you're listening, do you like Arthur Miller? Do you like uh, 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 the Salem Witch Trials? What was the name of that movie? Uh, movie play? The Crucible. The cru- You like the Crucible? You like witches? You like Halloween? Do you like Jason? Do you like or not Jason? Do you, you like? like well, he might. He might show up. Do you like? He's got to <laughs> post credits, baby. <laughs> now that I let it slip, he's got to go in. No. All right. Do you like Arthur Miller? Do you like good writing? Do you like the Crucible? Everybody knows. <laughs> Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was a popular film. <laughs> Do you like Knives film. for Fingers? <laughs> so here's what happens. In the Crucible, Salem Witch Trials, uh, these people get falsely accused because these children don't understand the power they wield when they accuse people of wrongdoings. Right. So Freddy is crucified. They, they cry wolf. And they start taking 
people down, but specifically they take this guy down. And what happens to the people in the Crucible that are Fredrickson Krugerton? <laughs> they get hung, right? They they are uh, executed unjustly. So Freddy oh, you're going gets deep. burned. We're going history. Freddy gets. We're, are we going to see a cycle? <laughs> Of Frederick Krugersons throughout history who were always laid to the fire. The Krugers came across on the Mayflower. Mayflower. Just want to see Robert England in a powdered wig. <laughs> oh, land ho. We're the first family of the... Plymouth Rock didn't land on me. Plymouth Rock. Burn him. <laughs> Get your hand on that kid's pants! We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on my knifed fingers. (laughs) Bitch! And then it cuts to black and white, and he's leading a protest march in Selma, Alabama, and it's that famous scene in uh, Spike Lee's X where he's got his (laughs) hand up, and then he just closes uh, three of his fingers and just points... With a knife finger in another direction, course, and, the, yeah. and the whole march shifts down that street, and that one oh. cop goes, "That's too much power for one man to have." <laughs> He's just like marching in the street <laughs> with a bunch of other pedophiles who are not yet to be burned alive. The thousand man, the million man, the million <laughs> standing on that pedophile milk march. Crate. <laughs> and then Freddy goes to the motherland, <laughs> makes alms. Uh, but guess what speech gets real interesting and ties in real well? I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'm i going to go take a night class. I'm going to learn how to do those deep fakes. And I'm deep faking Freddy's face on Martin Luther King Jr. Henning, I haven't asked you for much except for some <laughs> one thing every episode. Except for every week. We <laughs> Could you please deep fake? Frederick Krueger's face on Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, and you're going to have to deep fake a knifed hand. We're still pitching. We're still pitching. You know, and how, like, uh, all the new movies, they take, like, old songs, Mm -hmm. classic songs you recognize, and, like, slow them down. Sure. Make them, they carry more weight. So I'm just saying, I'm cutting, I'm cutting the trailer for Nightmare on Elm Street revise version three and you just have like like a an irish woman yeah. slowly reading i have a dream with like don't don't sh-, and then you get shots and she reads more and that's the whole backtrack to the trailer is so, you give it that like twist oh oh i get it so it you're he's not actually gonna lead a uh um, no, no, but they're we're going to use the speech movie. as the backtrack for the new Freddy trailer. Because it's about dreams. It's about dreams. Are you listening, Buena Vista Pictures? We're here if you need us. Johnson you, and Mir. Do you think they catch flack for that? We're back is, in reality. Somebody is the movie actually, good? The, is the movie good? <laughs> the movie's good. They don't catch nothing but dollars. No movie is out yet. It's only the trailer. Dad trailer reviews. So everybody, everybody tends to get hyped up for these classic franchises, right? So holy yeah. shit, uh, YouTube's dropping their Friday the 13th uh, revival trailer. Uh, here we go. That all men are created equal. Dun, dun. Hey, bitch. Dun, dun. No, you see this clause. I'm telling you, we could edit a new trailer with that speech in the background. We'll just do the classic one and two. Ready, one and two. 
cut together. Maybe put that speech on a little reverb in the back. I gotta tell you, it's a sizzle reel, baby. It it's is a sizzling reel. I I think we would have in in our younger days when we had a a platform weekly. I think that would have been up there. I think we could have. That's oh, that's easily. easily an opening for the show. One of my favorite crappy videos that we did was when that dude claimed he killed Bigfoot. So we made the in memoriam for Bigfoot and just edited a bunch of Harry and the Henderson stuff together. Like, yeah, that shit's fun. That oh, that's so. Oh, I'm telling you, I have a I have a dream. You gotta get like someone to read it. Gotta yep. be a woman. Oh, it's so gotta you... be creepy and soft. Don't use the original track. Okay, that's, that's disrespectful. That's rough. Okay. Yeah, but you get like Billie Eilish. To like sing, read. Sure, sure. I have a dream. As you'd show cuts of like a, a bloody shower curtain of someone screaming. Here, I even got it better. I have it perfect. A basketball court filling with blood. So it starts off with that soft. And I like that idea of like the Irish string instruments behind it. I have a dream. But then you know how sometimes they'll like do a break and then it's. <laughs> Dream. Oh, it's dream, a mashup. Dream, That's dream. how you get around it. Because someone's like, did I hear fucking I have a dream? They use Martin Luther King. Oh, uh, no, they're using that doo-wop song. Right. So the I have a dream stuff is all these kids. Like, you start seeing these kids, the new cast, the kids. You're at like, a couple having, nerds at a yeah, sleepover, come, a couple cools, and then it's, out in a car. And then it's fingernails on the chalkboard or whatever or like he's coming or like the original one where he's got the long arms and he's running oh, down yes. the alleyway <laughs> and then that's the cut of the fucking wall oh. and then all those cuts are like the quick cuts of them like looking behind them and then the shadows and stream yeah we could do that I, so uh yeah so anyways that's coming out let's hope they get it right um how fast can we scoop them and we'll just do our uh uh Bad dreams on Fifth Avenue. I think just we're just steel. We'll just straight up do our own Freddy. Do you think if we and we're not obviously all right? Say things transpired and we are we have the type of clout. I'm just gonna throw out the name Seth Rogen right now, right? Yeah. All right. So we're in L.A. right now, and Evan Goldberg, right? You and I are writing movies. We're doing our own thing. They, uh, we just can't seem to do any wrong, right? Do they have yeah. the ability? Well, do they have the ability when they're sitting in their office and and he's looking on his phone like I looked at it two days ago, and I'm scrolling through and I go, oh, this company bought. Oh, they're gonna make a new Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, they don't say he's working on it. If we're them, can we literally pick up the phone right then, get in touch with somebody, and say we want to write and direct that? I bet you could. You could get in the meeting. Yeah. With that phone call, probably, yeah. Cause that's just... Someone like them, they, they're proven, they got box office, they got money, they make money when they make stuff. Yeah. Like, I think you get a meeting, I don't know if they're gonna say yes. Well, oh, and that's that was the other, oh, fuck, Case, I wish I could remember who's doing it. So, last year, two years ago, Halloween had this huge success, and you know who wrote that mm-hmm. fucking movie? Oh yeah, Danny McBride. Danny McBride, and Gordon Breed, and Bloomhouse put it out. That indie yep. fucking. So that's what they're doing. Not with the Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, not with the Nightmare on Elm Street, but the Friday the Thirteenth. And I can't remember who, all these things. People are going nuts right now as I'm talking about yeah. it because again, another indie house is attached to it, and then yeah, um, another uh, like a, a 
primarily comedic director, mm-hmm. indie director, writer is is attacking cool. it. I'm stoked. I really like the Halloween they did. And I know they're doing it as a trilogy. They're making two more. And just what I heard, I heard, I read a part of an interview with Jamie Lee Curtis where she's like, the the next one they're doing, they brought back as many of the still living cast members from the first Halloween, John nice. Carpenter's. So like the little girl she's babysitting, she's hasn't she's maybe acted in two things since then. She's coming back to play the character and they're just exploring like survive like survivors of something. Like if Michael Myers was real and this happened to this town like sort of like what how would these people deal and then the third one sounded it sounded cool it said like some of this abstract just like it's just an exploration in violence and how violence affects society so it's like they're Hmm. doing some real shit with michael myers they're not just like let's give him a big like let's give him bigger knives for fingers (laughs) they're not they're not uh just putting stuff in the background (laughs) Uh, and also blumhouse they got because Universal shit the bed so bad with that mummy movie. Mm-hmm. And they were going to do, I haven't seen it, but they were, I'm a huge fan of the Universal monster movies. Oh, yeah. They were going to do a huge extended universe, and Tom Cruise was in the mummy movie. Oh, yeah. And he would be in it, and then they cast Javier Bardem as Frankenstein. Yeah, they dropped his monster. Yeah. Uh, but that movie did so shitty. Blumhouse got the rights, got the green light, so they're making the unit remake so they're making like an invisible man movie which will be the first in like a series in which they like do fucking dracula and frankenstein's monster and all that shit again that's the way to go you go with um more of a fringe right because if people get into that and the true blues will get into that and if they like it then they'll you know the buzz will get out and then if you did well on an invisible man then right. there's a good chance you're going to knock some socks off with Dracula and Frankenstein. That's what I'm curious about because I don't like I'm just curious as to what that will be like how how it will be scary. Like I'm just really interested because I like the character of the, of the Invisible Man. I just <laughs> like right. he's invisible. You don't didn't, see him. Didn't Chevy Chase make an Invisible Man movie? He did. He did. It was called like The Man Who Wasn't There. Oh yeah that's it. Yeah. With Daryl Hannah's in it. Yeah. Didn't he drink I watched what? the shit out of that movie as a kid I just because thought... it was like tacitly, loosely connected to monster movies. And I was like, he's the Invisible Man. And it's Chevy Chase. I mean, at yeah, least Chevy that's Chase. why I watched it. Didn't he drink like a, a shake ate, or something? He ate a shake and he watched it go down his oh, esophagus into his stomach. <laughs> Hilarious. That was their big effects piece, as I recall. Nice. Uh, if I were getting back on. Uh, if, if I had my finger on the pulse and get in there, I would. We talked about it last week. I, I let's say it's Tarantino. You can pick up a Jesse James meets Frankenstein's daughter, and you can make the craziest, scariest, best horror movie, thriller, weird. You could really. It could be. It's really a period good. piece. It could be really good. That's my thing with the like classics. Is like. I'm not big on like modernizing right. a lot of those because they work in that Victorian setting. Yeah, that's a huge part like, to, of it. To bring Frankenstein's monster to now and he's fucking driving a Ferrari and like, you know, <laughs> Although, like yes. cracking wise to like jump in and like cutting a fucking helicopter in half with a big sword. 
Like it works Every, when it's just like those lightning are all working and, for me. Like I I know like that's the thing they did that with fucking what's it called I Frankenstein like they were like yeah let's get that hunky guy that played uh, Two Face in Dark Knight. Oh, I didn't know that was a real thing you were just talking about. Uh, I yeah, it's pretty much that. He Aaron, drives a Ferrari. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. So it was like for Victoria, like Dracula's tough. Like I saw that. What was it called Dracula Unhinged or Unchained? Dead it was also it? so. <laughs> like just give me that. I love my Dracula in a fucking suit, yes. creeping around. Yeah, uh, I haven't gone back. Was how was how is does it hold up? Was it ever anything good? How was that old nineteen ninety two Drac with oh, uh, with Timothy Busfield or, or uh, who, play, uh, who played Dracula? Um, God damn it! I was just about to say it. I Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. It's good. It is. I yeah. really like that. I like it more now as time passes. As a kid, I wasn't big on it. I recall it being pretty scary. But now, as I'm older, I was like, oh yeah, Francis Ford Coppola just used, he used all in-camera effects. Like, he just straight up, he was like, I'm going to try and make the movie as close to what it would have been like to make it back then. That's cool. So I think uh, it's cool, like, Gary Oldman's awesome, like, he's fucking awesome. He's a good actor, he's got some issues on the outside. There's a one part, like, towards the end, it's so good, like, they bust in on him, and he's like, making out with Winona Ryder and like that's when they're looking for him and he's in the, he's got all the bat prosthetics on and he just gives this like 30 second speech about like how like shitty human like it's just like one of those chilling you're like oh yes and he's like got blood all over his fucking face he's speaking Romanian you're like oh this is fucking this is a goddamn dark metal album this is amazing the uh uh you know what's scarier than Dracula in Romania? I think is just current Romania. <laughs> Did you? Uh, the last oh, time yeah. I they have a really, really this is genuine serious dog problem in Romania. <laughs> like wild they need more dogs. Yeah. So see that fucks me up. Like wild dogs. I don't. No, thank you. No, like, in we, cities. We grew up in South Dakota. Yeah, like we understand wilderness, like big open spaces, but like there's not packs of wild dogs. Yeah, uh, like it's like they have relatively big cities. It's like living in let's name a medium city, Columbus, Charleston. Yeah, and then having to like get out of your car and like look both ways for so you don't get bit by a rabid wild a dog. Dog Ugh. jumps into your car. <laughs> the Jurassic Parks, yeah. The um, God, what was I? Um. Oh, so right. So we have Meg and I will officially start October first tonight by doing mm-hmm. the least Halloween thing leading up to a very Halloween thing because we got two horror movies from the library today. Movies from the nice. library. What'd you get? Two we haven't seen, so I'm excited. Tonight we're gonna watch Pet Cemetery, the new one. Mm-hmm. Haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. And then we got uh the movie Us. Jordan Peel. Yeah. Yep. So yep. so we we got a we got a hot start. We're gonna we're gonna start that tonight. Um, Us is good. Let me know what you think. Like it's it's cool. It's weird. I believe it. It's very um. You'll appreciate it because there's lots of nods to like 
the lost boys like just 80s movies like it's can i say who that just jogged my memory who i think Mm. is attached to friday the 13th Kiefer? i think it's jordan peele oh it could be i know he's doing Candyman. Nope, it's Candyman. God, I am all of every fact I've said this. So you're episode, telling me I'm sorry. Freddy and Jason are available? We can, they're still on the table. Peel took Candyman, which, speaking of, was not my favorite horror movie growing up. Uh, I don't remember much of it. Like I remember watching it like at a sleepover. Like I remember bits and pieces, but I have not seen it as an adult. Too many bees, needless bees. Yes. Beard of bees, mouth of bees. I, if I want to see bees, I'll open a Guinness Book of World Record paperback. <laughs> all right, if I want to see something scary, just didn't work. I mean, there was a part. So Candyman, the the idea is you'll get in the old bathroom, say Candyman oh, three times, candy and candy. turn the lights off. Right, and so I, as I recall, spoiler, Candyman was just a guy who took a. It it was, didn't have to do with that, although, like, because he wasn't supernatural. He was just a guy who lived in the walls and would come out behind people's medicine cabinets, which is pretty right. goddamn scary. Which is way scarier than if he's like a ghost. <laughs> Not a ghost. He's your neighbor. He's it's a like, creep that lives in the wall. It's like that forensic file. There's a forensic files episode of a guy. And this, this, this talk about scarier than Candyman or... Uh, uh, Frederick Luther King's "I Have a Dream" is uh, <laughs> uh, Frederick Luther Cougar. Um, is this guy? This a guy was living with his girlfriend in this apartment complex, and it was kind mm-hmm. of like townhousey, where like you you um you you go up these stairs, and you have these two apartments, two stairs going up separately, and they each had like a shared balcony, I guess. Um, kind of picture like an old motel. I don't know. So yeah. anyways, the thing about these apartments were if you look up in one of your closets, you'd find a vent and you could mm-hmm. pop that vent open, go up into that vent and then go to the left and God. you can pop down a vent yeah. into somebody else's closet. Like that oh, simple. God, there was no barricade. And that's what happened is this guy... This ex-con, he was like, oh, vent, I'm bored because I'm on like parole. I can't, I'm on house arrest. So he just yeah. goes up there and like literally he didn't have any plans of robbing anybody. He was just like, I bet if I, I go that. up that vent, it's going to take me in some place where I can steal something. Right. But it was just so random. Yeah. So sure enough, he just goes over, realizes he just pops down in the closet. The only issue is this fucking poor guy was taking a nap. So he's like, well. This guy just saw me pop down the closet. He knows I'm his neighbor. I'm gonna kill him and light this place. B equals I gotta murder this fucking guy. So he fucking murders. That's some Candyman shit right there. Uh, That reminds me of um, it was a podcast, the Dollop podcast. They did one where they uh, they they did a twofer with my favorite murder. Oh really? Okay. And they covered this this woman. uh, It was like the twenties. Mm-hmm. So she's like a this big brassy like no nonsense lady, and she was married to this like skinny diminutive dude, and they just had a rough life. And she like 
basically like cuckolded him like she was like fuck you i'm going out and doing whatever i want he was like mm-hmm. okay honey yeah yeah okay just come home right uh so eventually she married another guy but before they moved into his house because he was rich her creepy husband she had him go in the house first climb up and he lived in the attic like this little the eaves of the house and the same story like yeah. the only way he could get out is through this tiny shaft in the closet and he lived in the house with them for years oh god <laughs> and he would be up there and he would have to be quiet like dead quiet at night because that was their bedroom so he was living in the ceiling in the walls and he would listen to them like fuck and fight or whatever and when they would leave for work he would shimmy down <laughs> and like just walk around the house he wouldn't leave the house though he couldn't leave the house because if he left the house the neighbors would be like there's a creepy guy and he did a couple times and almost got arrested right or just got like people spotted him and he's a fucking weirdo who lives in the fucking walls of this house Candyman style so he was just like i'm never leaving so he lived in the attic and he just had a tiny desk made out of like a milk crate <laughs> and a typewriter and he just lived hunched Do you so know? eventually like he came down the the husband was home and like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> so the dude fucking freaked out and killed him oh. and then he scurried up there and lived and the cops came and the like i think his nickname was like the the Spider-Man, because he was just this, like, sick, oh, spindly, gray, he just lived right? in darkness and looked like a ghoul. <laughs> Do you know how, and this is the 20s, but just years. in general. This is years he lived up there. Do you know Not, like, how, months, like, how uninhabitable an attic really is? It is 120 degrees in the summer. It is freezing in the winter. Yeah. I, I say that because I was at um, I was at uh, Jesse's house and we had to look at an air conditioner in the attic and I was like, "Whew, it's a hundred and two, it's it's like yeah, I can't imagine how disgusting this. It's guy like a was. fucking, it's that it's like that Papillon the butterfly. Like this guy's basically living uh, in prison. He's on Devil's Island, right? Like right, right. he's all up there. He sits in silence in the heat." And I, waits. I guess. I guess. And then when they leave, he comes down. Because I think he would eat because it was the pantry. So he would just like <laughs> creepy fingers come down and just eat whatever he could grab. So he's living off like ramen and f- flour. So I guess my question is, why is he, why in the first place is he, in, what, what was his reasoning to live that life? Because it's not like easy street. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, Free room and board. It's he can scurry down and have sex with his wife when the, her husband leaves. So she knew he was there. Oh yeah, she knew. She told him to go up there. Okay, that's what I thought. So he, because it's not free. That's not free room and board. Oh, that's that is, free. <laughs> that's some intense shit right there. Yeah, that's like you should have just go to jail. Yes, yes. Oh my god, I steal heard... a ham and go to go to county. They've just come out with this report that all these jails, and they happen to be southern jails or, or um, institutions, uh, have uh, been instituting a policy, institutions instituting a policy that when their prisoners get sick or show signs of sickness, 
they have forms that will release them. And so, like, they'll release them so they don't have to pay for their health care. And then they'll re-arrest them after. And it's basically uh. this forms that people sign that basically says, like, uh, I'm being released on my own recognizance um, to get the care I need. Um, this hospital or this um, prison is not responsible for, you know, my current condition. And they have the right upon um, investigation to re- incarcerate me after the fact so they let these guys go like if a guy's having a heart attack they'll have him sign this shit and they'll hop in an ambulance and then if he recovers they'll just handcuff him to the bed and bring him back oh god there was this one guy one guy who was uh like they had direct testimony uh was a guy who like his insulin level was like 15 times the normal amount he was like severely diabetic and he went into like Mm -hmm. a diabetic coma and they basically moved his hand and had him sign this thing. And X. they didn't rearrest him, but he was like, all of a sudden, he woke up out of this coma and he was like, sweet, I'm not in prison anymore. And they're like, you owe us $25,000. Oh, God. Which, Back I mean, to prison with you. <laughs> right. I guess there's no debtor's prison, right? So, unless there's some kind of weird parole thing where it's, I don't know. But. How do we get on prisons? Oh, we we're just talking about the guy lived in the oh, attic. Spider-Man. Yeah, go to jail. Just go to jail. Just three hot. He just like got too caught up in it and was just like, "This is what I do now. This is me." He couldn't break the cycle. Like he couldn't see, because I think the part of it was like he was a, a writer. Sure. So he had dreams of being like a pulp writer. Yeah. So that's what he'd do in his free time is write these, like, just using his imagination to get out of this place. Like, writing about, like, Indiana Jones raiding a temple in Central America. And it's just like, because I'm living in a fucking crypt right now. Like, <laughs> in the crypt, the 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 follow-up to Kerouac's on the road. It could, if he was Kerouacking like, type beat guy, yeah. he could make that experiment work for, like, a few months like balling his old lady as like he lives in the attic and screws down like you could see that and just type feverishly at night in this hot attic but you have to leave and go like that was an experiment for it to work for it right you could see like a a shia labeouf type person do it as like no i'm gonna live in this crawl space and like work on my art (laughs) and then he's like because you're rich and you can get out of there whenever you want. This right. guy's this guy's living story to story. <laughs> oh, he's actually tr- selling his stories? He sent a couple. I, as I recall, like he wrote a few that got published and then just... Of course, he lost his fucking mind because he was locked in a fucking attic <laughs> for 20 hours a day and had to be silent. Oh, God. Oh, man, alive. I wonder if because he's a writer, he had a typewriter, but those those fuckers are loud, so you can't like, he can't even true. be up there like working, like Stephen King style. He just got to sit in fucking darkness. I suppose you could do it now with a little Bluetooth headphone action outlets. You'd have to have, you'd have to run an extension cord down your little shimmy. Pencil and paper. Yeah, you could pad and paper it, but it doesn't look professional when you send it out. Thing. you don't gotta you don't have to wait 
right. rough it out. You outline a little on the, the paper, and then you give me you a, your four hours, just crack it out. Give me a good basement. I could handle a basement. A cellar? Like a dank cellar? Yeah, sure. 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 At least it's cool. It goes from cool to cold. Like, you don't get the extremes of the hot. Cold, I can deal with. I could deal with a cold attic. Like, mm-hmm. in Minneapolis, I lived on the in the sun porch. Could handle it. It was icy. You were the you were the, you were the Spider-Man of Harriet Avenue. <laughs> it was brisk, <laughs> but there's I I sleep cold though too. I like I like yeah. a cold room with the option of blankets. A hot room, forget it. I'll stay awake for days. Days. Oh God! Speaking of basement living, I worked with this guy, this bartender, and we were just like he's from Buffalo, so we were just exchanging stories about like being from fucking middle of nowhere. He's like, yeah, when I was in high school, uh, my parents got, were getting rid of their waterbed. And I was like, fuck that. I want it. I want this waterbed. And he lived in the basement. So this is a basement in Buffalo, New York. Uh, uh-huh. He almost, he got pneumonia and almost died in bed because the fucking water got cold. And even with the blanket, he's sleeping on like a cold river. And he was just like, my mom woke me up and I was just like, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I uh, for a waterbed, but so but waterbed. So I had a waterbed, but it had a um, uh, heating coil in. I think maybe the heating thing broke. She went out, and yeah. he's just slowly froze, nearly froze to death over yeah. the course of a nice January evening in Buffalo, New York. Can you bring a waterbed back? Can you bring the waterbed back? I Too impractical. Think you could. I yeah. just think it's so so many people ergonomics. I think it's just bad for the back. Is it bad for the back? Yeah, you think it'd be good form. You form to the water, right? So that's just not how it works. They didn't quite get it down right. Because I remember f- friends of my parents. You know, it's like totally like late. Set. They were like a sitcom couple. Like they had the water bed and the cool apartment. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, like, this is amazing. And I know my my dad was like, I'm never sleeping on a fucking waterbed. Got a bum back. Don't work. Don't work for you. So I had a waterbed all the way through. I feel like I had a waterbed until I graduated. It was a waterbed, man. Why didn't you pack that up and bring it to Minneapolis? Uh, I wet it too many times. Get get the... (laughs) (laughs) uh, My urine was like eating through the plastic. (laughs) I, I will say, though, for a bedwetter, you know. Waterbed's the way to go, but it right. it was eating Does that the fine oak frame to the problem because you're on water, water, water. It wouldn't have mattered to me. Like I've told, st- I, I a nice firm cot wouldn't. Have... I wet anything and everything, man. <laughs> I had it bad. McDonald Triad. I t- I shared one of Greg Stone's favorite stories. I share is how uh, uh, instead of any normal solution like not drinking after a certain time because my bladder's weak or whatever was I would and I remember this very vividly because it was a great summer and this just shows how gross I am not gonna stop me baby we finally got Comedy Central Comedy Central finally became part of a Mm -hmm. a regular cable package where you and I grew up in Watertown so I was like oh my god and this is before so Comedy Central actually it would end for the day from like 3 a.m. to like 8 a.m. or 7 a.m. There would right. be nothing would on play it. play like infomercials or not even infomercials? No, infomercials. But up until the infomercials, they'd play like Sandra Bernhardt had like a comedy. Oh, yeah. 
hour. All those deep cut eighties. Yeah. So is deep cut eighties stand up not specials, 80, uh showcases. Always yeah. showcases. And Sandra Bernhardt hosts them, so I remember them vividly. So it was summer, so my I, we had Comedy Central, so I just had this old recliner. You know, back in the day, everybody knows the Watertown, South Dakota summer special is like, buy 10, 24 packs of Coke, limit 10, for like yeah. 99 cents a 24 pack, right? So everybody would load up on all this soda. So just had all this soda, which I love because I'm a soda guy, and I would just drink nonstop. It was just comedy and sugar. It's like the best thing ever, comedy and sugar. Yeah. But of course, after... That sugar gindy up for those rough... Mid eighties cuts from like the best young comic HBO special exactly and always by the way always those HBO like showcasing best young comics yep. they were always like fifty year old men like or oh, women yeah. they were always so old or maybe that's because I was so young but I was like this guy's this is this the dad from just the ten of us like, <laughs> yes we doing his like fucking his hack uh fucking prop comedy yes. Uh, and then you'd get your one diamond in the rough to be like, shit, that's Joel from MST3K. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so anyway, so Sugar Comedy immediately realized, like, I'm going to ruin this recliner. This is this is embarrassing. You know, because people got to come over and they're like, what is that? It's the cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, we cats. have cats. Um, so I quickly realized... Uh, all I had to do if I wanted to enjoy my soda pop and bad 80s comedy every night uh, is shove a sheet into my underwear. <laughs> <From your face. laughs> so I just would put like a twin size sheet, shove it into my briefs. And it was, uh, for all intents and purposes, just a makeshift diaper. So yeah. just wake up, pee and just absorb that and just throw that baby into the... Throw that crusty thing <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Start all anew the next day, man. <laughs> As Sandra Bernhardt wakes you, and the and it was just like, I mean, that does take some level of. I mean, yes, there's a level of like depravity there, but there's also a level of like troubleshooting. Yeah, you're a troubleshooter. It's like I shared a few episodes ago. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Reading Star Wars on the toilet, I've made it. Putting a sheet. Yeah. Figured out, figured out the bedwetting. The I got my, I got my, got my Bernhardt. I got my cherry cokes. I got my makeshift diaper. (laughs) Except, and it's poor Karen Frywall's washing (laughs) ten sheets every day. Like, who changes their sheets every day? (laughs) Right. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's not a sandlot summer, but it's a summer nonetheless. Not everybody gets a sandlot summer. (laughs) Yeah. This is a, it's a sand, uh, Bernhardt summer. Sand, Sandhart. Sandhart. Sandra. Sandra Hart. The sand rot. <laughs> <laughs> the sand rot. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no water, uh, waterbed anymore. Those were the days, baby. Yeah, waterbed. It just kind of, it went. It was there and then it went. I feel like maybe the old, uh, the sleep number might go the way of the waterbed one of yeah. these days. I guess, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I've never used one. I don't know the difference between... Those are money. I've seen the commercials. Those are I money beds. Expensive. Beds are expensive. I got bed money, man. I got bed money. Ashley and I got a mattress we got from the hotel she used to work at. Exactly. 
Uh, Otherwise, we were sleeping on my scum bummy, two futon mattresses from two separate futons that were none of them were mine. <laughs> That's uh, uh, yeah, bed money is a real thing, and you'll hear people, uh, and I don't want to hear it with like, you sleep more than half of your life. You want to skimp on sleep? It's like, bitch, I don't. I also eat. Three yeah, times a I day, can... and I need to do that. <laughs> I can't eat this fucking mattress. I don't have a sweet attic where I can crawl down. Can I live in your attic and I'll crawl down and sleep <laughs> yeah. on your sweet bed during the day? While you're at work. Yeah. No, no, no. Give me a nice... I, I'll go 200 or less. I'm, I'm not going higher than two. And that's on it. That's having a good year. That's making a lot of sales that year, baby. Uh, yeah, it's like... it. I mean, I sleep. You sleep on the ones with like memory foam, and I get it. I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I move way less right. on these," but I still sleep like shit. Like I don't know. Like I take. A I need pill. to live in a crawl space. I guess I might as well. I think both of our stories crawl are slowly right now. Spiders listened into this podcast in prison. Like what? Put a sheet in his briefs? What a freak! <laughs> I uh. Yeah, I scurry a pillow to the couch at night anyway and watch a documentary on Abraham. I don't need a bed. I don't need a bed. I'll sleep. I'll sleep in the yard. It's like in Columbus right now, it's fucking... They canceled school today because it was so hot. Oh, really? Yeah, because they're like, yeah, we can't... uh, These kids can't be in here. These are ACs. I mean, because it's like in fucking South Dakota. It's like you're not supposed to be in the school... When it's hot, it's the summer. It seems so odd, but it's like they don't have the AC equipment to like cool this entire school down. Right. Thousands of people inside it. They're like, yeah, we're we, they, so they canceled today. So it's like, yeah, I'm probably going to sleep on the we sleep in the living room because it's cool in there. By the way, Ohio, there are four convicts on the loose in Ohio. Have you heard about that? No. There was a big fucking prison break. These guys, break? these four murderers, oh God. and I'm not uh, denigrating. We were all just camping. You're convicted people. No, 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 no. These guys overpowered two guards and like took their weapons and escaped and are on the loose. And it was in Ohio. I don't know if they're still in Ohio. Someone's tapping on my window <laughs> right now. No, you don't. These guys aren't tapping. They don't. They're not tappers. They're not. <laughs> they just show themselves in. Hello. <laughs> yeah, in. Let's really give these guys a spook. No, these guys are. Uh, <laughs> it is Halloween. These guys are a real deal. Don't open your door for anybody. You should. You should. Um, I'll send you oh, a pic of these guys. You don't want to find out. It's just the two, the three guys I passed on the street today. Do you ever? Uh, who wrote that story? Did you ever read? There's a short story about. Um, this like uh, family that goes on a drive for like a family vacation and it's a nagging grandmother, her sons, the husband, the husband's wife mm-hmm. and their kids. And they're all really shitty to each other. And the grandma tricks them into taking a turn to go see like a landmark that nobody else wants to see, but she like lies and tricks them into doing it. And in doing so they get a flat tire and they end up running into what turns out to be these escaped convicts that slowly oh take them one at a time into a ditch and shoot them on the back of the head. Uh. <laughs> but the, the arc oh of God. the story is like, like 
be Everybody, nice to your like, grandma? No, no, no. The grandma's shitty. Like the grandma <laughs> lied and got them in the like. It's like these different levels. Is of, it a a Shyamalani uh, twist where she was a convict the whole time? Uh, and she's like Ma Beagle to these other convicts. You, I, I again, I feel so bad for for the listeners and for you because I'm just like plucking all these things. But it's so, uh, it's such an amazingly well written story. But as you read it, you just do realize you're like, I don't know who I'm for here, the murderers, because at least they're like treat each other in their own crew with dignity. Or do I feel bad that these people get murdered because they're just so nasty to each other? Um, uh, they get you with the old slasher thing. Like, I don't feel bad for them. They were shitty the whole time. Yeah. It's unfortunate they had to be murdered. Oh, you want to watch a fucking scary movie? Did you Have you and Meg watched that movie, Nocturnal Animals? No. It's not Halloween, but the movie will fuck you up. It's fucking really? horrifying. What? Yeah, it's got Jake Gyllenhaal and um, Amy Adams. It's not the art movie, is it? Where the art comes to life? No, this basically is like Amy Adams is a love her artist. Okay, and her and her husband, who's played by Army Hammer, are like rich and affluent, and they like are cold and distant to each other. Like it's all implied. You just see these scenes where they're talking to each other, uh, and then she gets a package. From her ex-boyfriend, mm-hmm. who's Jake Gyllenhaal, who you find out, like, they dated and they broke up, but he sent the story that he wrote, and yeah. it's sort of like, you don't know if it's based on real life or if it's fake, and it's just, like, Jake Gyllenhaal, his wife and their daughter are run off the road by these scumbags, and then the scumbags just take the, take his wife and his daughter from him. Hmm. It's just, like, it's one of those creepy, like, real life, and then, um... Uh, what's his name? Michael Shannon is in it. He plays this crusty fucking southern detective who helps Jake Gyllenhaal like try and figure it out because he never like finds them. Like, oh. It's just this like creepy. It's good. It sounds a lot like this where it's just like Ashley and I watched it when I didn't know the story. I was just like, oh, I've heard this is great. And that's when Ashley was pregnant. She's like, why would you make me watch this? Yeah, that's pretty rough right there. Did you I just hit... feel like, you know, like Jake Gyllenhaal, you're like, what would you do? Let's these guys beat the shit out of you and leave you on the side of a road and steal your fucking family from you. That's the worst. I, I don't even want to deal with like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of conflict just in general. I don't, I, <laughs> let alone like something with serious consequences. I don't, I'd probably... Uh, I, I have two levels, complete passivity and right, yeah. this isn't happening or like the instinct just flips and I will just, I, I will, you're going to have to beat me today. I'll bite. Uh, yes, exactly. I will rip, you know, I'll, I'll rip you apart in the, in the most, not in a cool, like put them up. I'm, I'm a massive Like guy. I'm Wolverine. Like I don't no. make me mad. No, like Bub. the whirliness dervish of feminine sh- shrieking feminine noises. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just you. Yeah. You will be very, very, I will bite the lips off sorry. of your face and then you will yeah, kill exactly. me. Right. Exactly. That's what's going to happen. Right. That's yeah. my instinct. It's just like, I'm going to rip your cheek off. Yeah, no self-respect. Eye gouges, no, no holds barred. Uh, yeah. 
did you see uh we're on the train of of uh you, have you started the ken burns no whites allowed or no <laughs> not yet no, no i no want color. to though oh man when you do uh and i have to think old mitchie rose has watched it but all i can I do is so. think about him when i watch this because it's like all these guys he's told me about for years like I mean, country legends like Jimmy Rogers and, mm-hmm. and Hank Williams, obviously, but like, uh, I'm amazed at how many little details I know just from being around Mitch. Like, he just knows yeah. all about these guys. And then what I realized is so Mitch and Megan Gerlach, who, who was in the sketch group, who's a fellow mm-hmm. jerk, um, they did a bit where they played like a Tammy Wynette, George Jones kind of yeah. country duet. And the. The comedic premise of the bit is that like uh, he's like plays like a chauvinist and he like cuts her off and eventually her hair gets stuck in the guitar and he's like the whole show's on him uh, and he all tries to overshadow her. <clears throat> and but they wrote a genuine song and would sing yeah. a duet. And in watching this, I'm like, just in general, that was just a really good country song. Yeah, I don't even remember it that well. I'm gonna have to find or ask Mitch if if we ever recorded or if I have it on video or something. But uh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that in years. But they did write a good, funny song. Like it's it, a good. It's it was a, it was a good like class. I'm watching like the Possum and Tammy Wynette and Conway Twitty and these guys doing duets, and I'm like, there's not a big difference from what they're because the the there's beauty in the simplicity of these old yeah. country songs. Right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's all this depth and you'll find out like Loretta Lynn, like you're like, holy shit. She's like a like a master songwriter, poet with all yeah. these deep levels. But that being said, like Hank Williams and like I saw the light and uh, you know, like all these songs are just very like tight and and concise. And and Mitchie has that for sure. Um, I was just thinking, but I just can't wait uh, for you to watch it because yeah. these guys are like the backbone of I'm not not I'm not trying I'm not saying I'm not getting the backbone of America they're the backbone of or the exact embodiment of insane mm-hmm. lifestyle all yeah. these all these guys are dead at 30 like it no, is yeah. amazing and you watch it and these guys look it's just like we're talking about like these guys, to me, even now, they look like they're all 50 years old. And then yeah. they'll say, like, he died when he was 30. I'm like, wait a minute. He's 22 when he's, like, Hank Williams is 22 yeah. when he's singing, like, Lonesome. And like, but I, I guess it's either a different time and people grew up a lot faster or just the way they're dressed or the way they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it works, but we just, we are not in a generation of that ilk. That's oh, forgotten. No. And it's You're not like, gonna see um, Post Malone and go, I can't believe he's only twenty two there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like I haven't watched it yet, but uh, I think it's a showtime show, Tales from the Road or something. Okay. It's a Mike Judge show. And All it's right. it's an oral history of country music told by people on the road. So each episode is one of these crazy stories and then they animate it. Oh cool. And Mitch was telling me about it. There's one about when uh, Johnny Cash and Merle Haggard were living together in Nashville. And this is after they're both famous. Yeah, sure. I'm like, I think it was before he married June Carter to like straighten him out a little. 
and they were both pillheads. Yeah. So they were both trying. So they'd come home and they'd hide. They both thought they had found the best hiding spot in the world, and they would hide the pills in the. They take the top of the light switch off, like the cover, Mm -hmm. and they put pills in there. But because they're pillheads and shaky, they would fall through. So eventually, they talked about how uh, four feet below every single light switch in the house were these little hammer holes because they fucking, when they needed pills, each one of them would, like a rat would go to the light switch and like hammer and dig in the wall. Oh, that's uh, Yeah, it's like, those are like Will Haggard and Johnny Cash, these legendary troubadours, and it's like they're just fucking chewing at the floorboards. They have Johnny Cash looks like an attic spider, like before he found some recovery with June, like they have footage and they have him. It's so uncomfortable. Um, They have him on a talk show where he's just totally strung out on amphetamines and he takes his shoes off and like he can't sit still. It's really, really. It's like if you can go back and watch the same thing on um, Dick Cavett. They had he had on um, Jack Kerouac like six months before he died and he's fat and he's bloated and he's like um, so drunk, like so drunk that it's not um, uh, it's not charming. Yeah, it's not like uh, um, uh, not James Dean, uh, who always used to be drunk, like Dean Martin, where he's like, I've had a few and he's like. (laughs) He's drunk and he's interrupting people and like, oh. like talking over himself and trailing off. And it's just like, so he's like, like, it's like the people like Kerouac, I imagine like, Hey, I gotta go out. I gotta have a buzz. I'm going to meet people. So it's like one of those people who is a drunk, drunk. Yeah. Like he doesn't have a buzz. He's like fucking gone. Yeah. It's six months before he died. Like Jack Kerouac died of like a wet brain. He drank his brain. Until it expanded in its skull. And he died. Like that's some serious. Serious. Like think about the worst hangover you ever had. And then imagine he had it for like the last two years of his life. Because that's what happens when you drink like that. Like you're just constantly drinking. To avoid. Like feeling. Coming down. A headache. Oh and there's yeah. nothing. And it's not like. Like cocaine you can. Uh, like cocaine like i feel like alcohol is maybe one of the worst because it it like it when it really stops working man if you're trying to use it as a as a band-aid yeah for the drinking you did before yeah then that baby builds up and blows you are um you're 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 in trouble um yeah that's that's really hard to watch uh get dark we get dark I guess it's October. We're in, we're in the <laughs> attic, man. We're a spider brain in it right now. They're, uh, they're, everybody's like, cool. I like when these guys talk about Halloween. It's their favorite candies. And we're <laughs> talking about a Santa story. <laughs> it's scary, but for a different reason. What do you mean? Like a scary alcoholic death? That's what? <laughs> this is that awful. Is scary. Talk about banana Laffy Taffies and how they're not a fun candy. Get back to Freddy, but like, don't make him a gin addled Nicholas Cage character. <laughs> and let's not let's not make him Frederick Luther King <laughs> slice threat slasher. 
just see like uh that's us we're the sad we're not proud boys sad boys these sad boys they always the take halloween boys. too far yeah they kind of i i uh i promise they're this... their dead grandmas yeah um oh yeah i can't think of uh yeah let's let's get let's get the southern poverty law center let's get let's get one on there this year can everybody help us yeah Let's, yeah, get, let's a, get us on there. Let's get we already a, got the outfit. We got our, our Dresden, our Zvi's Dresdens from Kmart. Yeah. That's the pant. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna put. I, I, you know what? Let's get the footwear the, is like an aqua sock, maybe. Let's a get croc. Let's get the denizens put on Levi's denizens, <laughs> denizens on next year's Country Poverty Law Center hate crime wear <laughs> because they deserve to be there deep pockets fill them with swastika pins that's the only reason the pockets are so deep denizens for all Dres- your iron cross dresdens uh, yes we have the dresdens it's the dresdens it's the german target from the german target i feel like target is the german target let's be honest and walmart's <laughs> Ukraine, the, Amer- the American Kmart. Yeah, well, there's a lot of targets in Germany for sure. Got to push out that IKEA. I think IKEA is Scandinavian. You know, know what? that's what Germans hate them. I don't think Germany's known for anything anymore. Cars? Are they still BMW, right? Mercedes. Yeah, they run the UN though. They're the European Union. They run that shit. Yeah, but they're not known for, like, an American tangible thing, right? Or what's America no, known for? They're known for, like, bureaucracy. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, yeah. No, you're right. They don't have, like, Coke. Like, beer? They still make beer? I guess. But... No, they don't, though. America's even got their, you know, high-heeled boots on Germany's neck boot for beer. <laughs> Micro boots. Yeah. So I feel like they're getting even pushed out of the beer. Is it game. Unibev? Is are they? No, that's from Holland. That's Dutch. There's that one company that owns owns everything. Yeah, like there's eighty percent of the beers. Yeah, and then you... it's Santori owns the liquor. Yeah, uh, I thought they were a Japanese company. Like it's Santori is they own liquor. They own Jim Beam. Yeah, they own like all American whiskey, basically. Sad, sad boy talk. We're just talking about who owns whiskey. <laughs> it's so. Boring. We don't even know. We're just speculating. <laughs> go back is... to, go back to Jason. You fools. <laughs> oh well, we've already talked about who owns Jason, and I've been wrong about every <laughs> no, time. I don't know. <laughs> this is a whole episode of people Jason? owning and new things. <laughs> this is a definitely a misinformation thing. Bill Barr. We're sad boys. We don't even own anything. We're we don't gonna even ha- own a mattress. We're going to have a whistle tutor on this call, and they're going to be like, let's report this, because I'm just not sure. There's a lot of I don't think they... Um, if I report it, can I stop listening? <laughs> That's how Because if I can, I want to report it. Like about 10 minutes in. You know what? I just got to go... Uh, let me go document this. But we're not <laughs> done with the call. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm good. I think I, at least I'm going to go to my phone and find out who's making Friday the 13th, you idiots. <laughs> the information's there. Open You're a browser. In, 
to a computer. You could just use the computer you're talking into. I'll say right now, I'll insert it in after the fact, but we all know I won't. I won't. Well, that's the thing. It's just like, report it, and then someone at Facebook will have to listen to it. Right. Podcast whistleblower. <laughs> I'll be handing a listen in on this one. Henning, what are you going to blow the whistle on this one? The whole thing. We had him at My Little Mermaid. Grimsby. There's a Grimsby, Grimsby. in that movie. In My Little Mermaid. Or Mermaid. Grimsby. Yeah, that's his, like... Disney's too fascinated with the old, and I think this is spicy. They really go after a good European nose in old Disney movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, very Roman-esque, this guy. You know Grimsby. Grimsby's like the guy yeah, who's overly the... concerned about Eric's. Right. He, yeah, the seasick guy. I hate the ocean. <laughs> I think that's where I was like, I was like, come on, like, show some self-respect. I know they're kids, but the first time you see Grimsby, like, he's like, Eric's like, how you doing, Grimsby? And he looks over, he goes, how do you think? And he has a green face. I'm like. <laughs> I mean, just show that he's sick. I, I can tell a man who's sick. You don't have to make his face comically green. And I guess they had lost me from there. Yeah, all I the... all I was looking for were dongs in the water at that point. <laughs> Nothing. And Nothing guess... but fish tails. No uh, dongs in sight. I mean, and this is this has gone on long enough. But I will say, before we close it out, something very uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable with the sea king and by the way why don't they just call him the king but the sea king sure. yeah and his daughters it's too frothy of a relationship there mm -hmm. he's too excited about ariel being in love like all of a sudden he's in love because oh, yeah. she's in love like no he's a sea king he's like supposed to be the dickhead salty dad. dad yeah all of a sudden he's not salty and he literally says at one point he's like plucking at a flower that she put in his hair, and he's like, I wonder who the lucky merman is. It's like, what is this guy? <laughs> Not man? you, you creep. Exactly. Too much. Too much. Become one of the old jizzy condom-looking people that Ursula <laughs> makes into, which are very oh, yes. scary. Those are scary yes, things. Oh, yes. That I will, I will admit, they do create a good environment for Ursula, who is a very cool character, looking character, because mm. they designed her after... The actor, actor's oh, divine, divine, right? Yeah, so it looks amazing. Um, yeah, I didn't like. It's a lot of relationships. I'll go back and check it out. Henning, you tell me what you think. But Henning, I will be very surprised if Henning said something like how much, how clean the lines are. Or something I can't believe it. I won't believe it. <laughs> I refuse to believe. <laughs> All right, man. All right. I guess it's uh, time for. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it, huh? Subs and malts, 2020. Subs and malts, 2020, man. Raiden, Kano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who owns Jason, am I right? Oh, man. This, this is... They had some dry docks here, but it's okay. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. I have a dream. My boy.
children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. Welcome to my nightmare. Director of the Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror, Nightmare on Elm Street. Bon appétit, bitch. Whenever I want you, all I